Hello, I'm Andrew and welcome to Cardicast, a glam podcast brought to you by New Cardigan. Our November Perth Cardi Party was at the Mirabooka Innovations Lab. Shana Coyle and Anne Boylan talked about some of the innovative STEAM programs developed by librarians for the lab since its launch in 2018. Firstly, we'd like to welcome you all to Mirabooka Library and to our Innovations Lab. As Andrew did, I would like to acknowledge that this event is being held on the traditional land of the Noongar people and we pay, I pay my respects to Elders both past and present. So the Mirabooka iLab was launched in May 2018. The aim of the project was, and still is, to create an interactive public space and community digital hub. The Innovations Lab will, lab will be responsive to the tech transformations in our society, providing opportunities for capacity building, forming partnerships within our community, and connectivity, digital literacy, lifelong learning and social connection. The renovations of the old Mirabooka IT Centre and the purchasing of new technologies was made possible through the McGowan Government's Local Projects, Local Jobs Program, which is about supporting a range of projects across Western Australia. We want to talk to you today about some of our successful programs, partnerships and services that we have rolled out since launching the iLab. Our goal as a library is to promote lifelong learning and to create a makerspace community. The Innovation Lab programs are broken down into four streams. We have career, craft, exploring new technologies and the STEAM programs. So firstly the career stream. We have partnered with Mercy Care to run monthly career development workshops. These are facilitated by staff from Mercy Care and cover such topics as interview skills, selection criteria, resume writing, the hidden job market, and navigating LinkedIn. In the near future, we are hoping to re-establish the job shop. This is a service that is run by volunteers and it offers free assistance with, with resume design, job applications, and interview preparation. Secondly, we have the craft stream. We have a weekly craft group meeting here every Thursday morning. This craft group is run by one of our very talented library officers, Donna, who teaches members skills in sewing and craft. We like to incorporate technologies into our craft stream because we're all about STEAM. So our craft group is very tech savvy. Many of them use our EduTouch screen for playing craft tutorials on YouTube. We also have several sewing machines and a new cry cut machine. There are a few members in this group that have never used a sewing machine before, such as that lovely lady there. And Donna has taught this lady in particular how to sew and she's been churning up fully lined shopping bags ever since. This group is um, so successful they now meet socially outside of the craft group. We have established a number of partnerships within the local community as a result of the iLab. We have the Connectivity Program. This program is in partnership with the Metropolitan Migrant Resource Centre here in Mirabooka and Engineers Without Borders who are third year engineering students from UWA. We provide the venue and the students from UWA do one-on-one -on -one computer sessions with clients from the Migrant Resource Centre. These programs will usually run one day a week for an eight week session. Volunteering WA, uh, we have a customer service officer here present in the library once a week to help find um, people volunteering positions. They also run steps into volunteering workshops here in the iLab. We've also partnered with volunteer services within the city. Um, they provide volunteers for our info hub and we have a volunteer that supports our Coda Dojo sessions. Before I hand over to Shana, who will talk to you in more detail about our programs and our range of technologies, I would just like to quickly add that we got all the team involved in the workshops and the programs run in here. 
We pushed a few of the staff out of their comfort zones, but there's been a great experience and time of growth for all with the additional responsibilities. I would now like to introduce Sharma, who will talk to you in more detail about our programs and our range of technologies. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Anne. <laughs> okay, so because we're an innovations lab, um, the majority of our programs are technologies based. Uh, so we do have our new technology stream. So we have our drop in and play sessions, which we run on Monday after school. We host a Coda Dojo once a week, and we run many STEAM school holiday workshops, and we do have a homeschooling group that meets here once a month. We, we, run, we also run one-off events such as we've had an augmented reality scavenger hunt, uh, what else we had, a virtual reality drop-in day, and even a silent disco. You can see our disco balls above <laughs> happening right now, that's a lot of fun. Okay, so at the drop-in and play sessions, so they're run on a Monday afternoon and they go for an hour and a half and people can just um, walk in, they don't need to book for these sessions, they can stay as long as they want. And these are really, really popular. Um, most weeks this room is absolutely packed. I think uh, probably about two weeks ago we had about 40 people in here um, and they were all using all the technologies and having a great time. There was a lot of crowd control going on, but they were all occupied. Uh, so it's really, really popular. Um, and this, this program's run by a fabulous librarian, Karina, that's here up in the corner, and myself. So Karina does a really good job um, nurturing this program. So she, she does a lot of research online um, about the technologies. She brings new experiments to the, the sessions every week. You can see she's set up a little, um, little bit uh, windmill there that she's, she's doing with a child. So she's really, really active, active in it. So um, she does a great job. And we like to keep the program really interesting by rotating our technologies each week. <coughs> so we wouldn't have out everything that you see today. Um, some weeks we will have our virtual reality headset, which is just behind you, and uh, digital music makers. So that's this one here, right here. So the digital music makers, we have five sets of keyboards um, and microphones and MacBook Pro laptops. So the kids can create, not just kids, adults as well, can create digital music using GarageBand and that kind of thing. Uh, we also have Makey Makeys, which are over there. Um, we have a badge maker, which we haven't brought out today. Uh, we do have a Raspberry Pi over here. You might have seen them before. And we have our team of robots as well. So our robots are the Spiro robots, the little ball robots. Uh, we have a Meccano Max robot, a little bit droid, and our very flashy now robot, which is behind you, and we'll have a little play around with him later. So he's quite good. Okay. So one of the more popular and creative technologies we have here in the lab is our Little Bits kits. Okay, so these are really great because we can, we have special adapters so we can connect them to Lego. Uh, so the kids can create movable Lego, Lego um, parts with them. So the, this little boy over here has just made a, a movable windmill with his Little Bits and Lego. So lots of fun. 
and this sort of these this technology um, such as little bits does provide um, creative play in a makerspace environment so it's great for like free tinkering around and we usually just set up the little bits kits and they just go crazy creating things on their own we don't have to give much direction at all that's really good um, so some yeah some weeks the kids have built little self-driving cars um, this boy here he's built a, he's building a catapult uh, we've even had a, a kid build a little snow globe um, out of the little bits so very, very good. Okay, so um, because Stirling Library is really heavy, heavily invested in lifelong learning, we like to keep the program really inclusive. So we welcome all age groups and abilities to this program. Um, so a lot of a lot of the weeks we have um, parents attend with their older kids, and they bring babies and toddlers along. So we like to set up a little area in the corner for them with Duplo and so that the little kids can be occupied while the older kids can play with the technology. So, so we, we sort of like to welcome everyone. We don't really care if the kids are running around scared that they're going to break something because, because we're all, we like to um, include everybody. Okay, and I guess another example of that is in this photo over here, we have, um, this is one of our regulars, Harry and his grandfather. So they've been coming here for the past year, every single week. They're first at the door, last to leave. Um, we can't get rid of them. <laughs> and they always create something together every single week. Um, and they've really built up their skills over the year. Um, and it's just really nice to see that sort of intergenerational learning right there. So it's fantastic. Okay, so another um, technology-based program that we run is our Coda Dojo. Um, I know many libraries have a Coda Dojo now. Uh, so that's run, that, that's coordinated by myself and a um, Coda Dojo mentor um, volunteer. So this is usually a for uh, university students. So our last volunteer was a fourth year computer science student. So he did a great job because he brings a lot of expertise to the program that we as librarians don't necessarily have. Um, so it's really great to have the volunteers. Now, um, this is a peer-based coding club. So it's a little bit more structured than the drop-in and place sessions where the kids can um, work on projects over the term. And we do start them off with just basic coding. So we have 13 PCs around the room, you can see. Um, which is really great because a lot of these kids don't have access to computers or the internet at home in this area. So they start off with the basic coding on um, websites such as code.org or Scratch. And then they'll build up to more the more complicated coding with the robots. So uh, this photo here actually is a project we did last term. So this was a Spiro city that we created. So the kids created a little city out of Lego and other things. Um, I think they had like a library in there and a drive-through. And then they coded their Spiro robots to move around the city and stop at all the different spots. So that was heaps of fun for them, they loved it. Okay, and um, of course we run many STEAM school holiday events in here. 
Um, I think in the past we've had lots of Spiro robot coding workshops. Uh, we've had little bits workshops uh, such as a Make It Move Lego Challenge. Uh, build an artboard, that's this photo down here, they're, they're drawing with the, the robots. And we've had Makey Makey Electronics workshops, this, this is one up here. And this is our silent disco, which is heaps of fun. Okay. So here's an example of um, one of the school holiday activities we ran. So this was our augmented reality scavenger hunt. Okay, so whenever I mention augmented reality to anyone, they always think, wow, that sounds really complicated. <laughs> like, how did you do that? But it was really simple to set up and run. Um, we used a free um, online platform called Metaverse. And um, that, that, that website's really great because it gives you free online tutorials. So we just watched a one hour tutorial on how to code the scavenger hunt. And that gave us all the skills we needed to, to go ahead and run, run the hunt. So that, the picture, the far picture is sort of what it looks like from the back end, sort of uh, what the, the hunt looks like. Um, uh, when you're setting it up and coding it. So you're basically just linking little elements up. Um, and this is a really fantastical, fantastic promotional tool because you can link um, some of the clues up to your online, um, say like your online catalogue or a link to book into one of your events, that kind of thing. So it's promotional. Um, so for this hunt, the kids just, or adults as well, they just come into the library. Um, we have a little poster up here. They do need a smartphone or a tablet. And they just scan the QR code and it, they have to download the app to start the hunt. So it was kind of, it was pretty straightforward, apart from a little bit of troubleshooting um, with the Wi-Fi, people downloading the app. But once they got it on their phone, they were just off and um, took up very little staff time. They were very self-sufficient, apart from at the end, they came and collected their prize. So this, this allowed us to run it over the whole school holidays without very little staff time. So we're, we're going to be doing it again during the summer. And we, we started at Mirabuka, but we're going to be rolling out to all, all six libraries at the City of Stone. So that's a really good one. Okay, this is another one. We ran this workshop um, during the October school holidays. So this is our solvable circuits workshop. And um, Karina and I were sort of talking about this for about a year. We were um, pondering the idea whether to run it or not. <laughs> um, and we just thought we'd just go with it. So. It was scary in the fact that we had needles and we had sewing involved and little electronic components and it was a children's workshop as well so it was pretty scary um, and I think in the first 10 minutes of this workshop I was thinking oh my gosh this is a disaster because um, the kids were getting all tangled up some of them didn't know how to sew that kind of thing but um, it really, after a while, they sort of got the hang of it and half the kids, 
already knew how to sew, so they were showing the other kids how, how to do it. And um, I was really impressed with them actually, because they, they all managed to get their little circuits, um, to, their little LED lights to light up, so they managed to complete their circuit. And they really went crazy with the creativity at the end. That sort of blew my mind. I didn't, didn't expect that. Um, and this was a really good one as well because most of the kids at this workshop were over 13. So um, we sort of opened it up to ages eight and above, but most of them were probably 13 to 16. Mm -hmm. So we, we did have a lot of feedback from parents saying it was really great to see um, that we offer something for teenagers because they don't, uh, there's nothing usually that's interesting for them. So that's a good one. Okay, so um, that's a little bit about a uh, little bit of an overview of what we do here at the lab. Um, we've been really fortunate to receive funding to buy all these cool technologies. Um, but I just wanted to say that some of these things can be done on a smaller budget, um, such as the augmented reality scavenger hunt that was pretty much free to set up and, and run. It just took a bit of staff time. Um, and there's lots of online resources that you can get your ideas from, such as programminglibrarian.org. Um, we use, we're very active on Facebook groups such as Making Making Educators. And um, of course there's code.org, that's a fantastic resource for your coding club. So we, we use a lot of those. Um, we also, we like to stalk other libraries too. <laughs> um, not just in Australia, but overseas, like we're always trying to suss out what, what they're doing. Um, I think the idea for the little bits that came from a US library, we saw that they were, they were doing a lot of that, so we got on board with that. So it's always good. Um, and I guess I'll just end with, um, I guess the best advice is just don't be scared of the technology. Don't be scared that something's going to fail, especially like a tech workshop like Solvable Circuits, um, because you might be surprised because everyone's learning here and most people are quite um, happy just, just to come along and learn something new. So give it a go. Okay, so that's a, a little bit of, about what we do. Um, I think we'll open up to some questions if anyone has any questions um, for us. <laughs> Thank you. I'm with Darlene. Could you um, glue gun? Sorry, what was glue that? Glue gun, the, um, the needle. Oh, the glue gun? I maybe glue gun. Would that yeah, be appropriate to use? Yeah, so we do have plans next year to run more of a, instead of a solvable circuit workshop, a paper circuit workshop. And that might be a bit easier for people that can't sew so well. So we use little copper tape and we can make um, little cards that light up with LED lights. Um, I'll show you an example over there after we finish, so that's a good option, definitely. Can I ask them yes. to ask, just, um, as far as it goes with like staff time, mm -hmm. um, I guess initial setup versus like how you guys are managing it now, do you, do you find it takes a lot of, um, obviously you've got your volunteer and your librarian and that, yeah. that run it, but yeah. Just yeah, interesting about um, that. so that's been probably the most challenging aspect of it. Um, because when we launched the lab last year, we, um, we didn't get any extra staff or staff time. So we are doing these programs on top of the programs we already run, such as our baby rhyme time and all our 
community engagement. Um, so yeah, it does take up a lot of time, and especially at the start when you you're learning to use the technologies, it's it's quite full on. <laughs> but we are we are getting used to it now, so so we just go with the flow. Did you want to add anything else, Anne? Um, oh, I'm just talking about a couple of technologies. Three D printer is quite time consuming, um, from printing out jobs to the maintenance on it and trying to get it to work, and also our lovely laser cutter over there from Trotech. We're very lucky to get that, um, but that is. Well, it's proving to be quite hard to learn. We're having to learn how to use mm. Corel Draw firstly. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah, intensive of staff time. Mm. Some of the equipment mm. um, and trying to sort of justify why you have it and how does it align with mm. the library's you know vision mm. and programming. I guess you do need time to just to tinker with the technologies mm. every day. Yeah. So a, a lot of us we do take. The technology home and just play with it at home but we do have that interest in it so so it's quite easy for us but that's how we get around that okay. anyone else no? <laughs> yes i've got one um there's a lot of kids focused stuff are you branching out into adults yeah definitely so we um with our craft group we want to branch out um to include some of those like the solvable circuits um and we did we have just purchased our cry cut machine over there. Um, so we want to get them using that um, and draw people into the library with that sort of technologies for the adults. Um, so yeah, that's definitely. And we also really encourage adults to come to our drop-in and play sessions, even if they don't have kids, because um, we get people sort of outside looking in, saying what's going on in there, and we say, come in, you don't have to, you don't have to be a parent, you can come along and join in. And we do have, people just joining. We were as well. hoping in the near future too to possibly have coding classes for adults oh, yeah. too because mm. there's a demand for that. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay, is that all the questions? Oh, well, yes. Right. Um, because I'm not very much up with technology, what exactly is a Raspberry Pi? Oh okay, so I'll, I'll show you that after but um, it's a little tiny computer, like a palm-sized computer, so it acts like a computer. So you can plug it into a monitor or a television, and it's a really basic little computer. So you can access the internet on it, um, you can do computer programming and learn how to code on it. So it's kind of good for um, kids or adults that don't have the money to buy a computer if they want to learn how to do computer programming, things like that. So, but I'll give you a little demo of that as well afterwards. Okay, I think, um, so I guess it's time for us to play with the technologies and get our hands on everything. Um, thank you all for, for coming along and listening to our talk today. Just put out some nibbly sputa partaking also. But yeah, thank you very much for coming along today. Thank you. That was Shana Coyle and Anne Boyland for the Mirabooka Innovations Lab. Thanks for listening, folks. If you'd like to get in touch with New Cardigan, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or at our website, newcardigan.org. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Remember to keep an ear out for more Cardicasts, check out our website for events, merchandise, news, and more. And remember, folks, JFDI.